And hello everyone, this is Rich Sports Talk, Sports Talk Worth a Million, and I'm your host, Nolan Rich, and once again, it was a crazy precursor to the NFL season, cut down day with a lot of trades, and my god, there's a lot of movement, and this is becoming a great period for fans, we're seeing a lot more trades, teams being more active in this uh, time period before the roster shakeup, we're seeing more trades, including last year the big Khalil Mag trade, but of course, we had our fair share of blockbusters this year. We're going to talk about them all. We're going to talk about the Texans. We're going to talk about the Dolphins. We're going to talk about the Seahawks. And a star with a new home that you should take note of. But we're going to start with the Texans. And for Houston, it's pretty clear. They're going all in, even though at the beginning of the day, it didn't appear so with the trading of Jadavion Clowney. Now, I'll get into Jadavion Clowney. I'll get into the Seahawks. And I'll get a little bit more into the Dolphins later. But I want to look at the Texans as a whole. And this was a very interesting day. Because it kind of reminded me of the Raiders a little bit this offseason. They're trying to do two things at once. You look, they really built through the draft, the Raiders. They're trying to get younger and character guys. And then at the same time, they go out and trade for Antonio Brown. It's kind of a clashing of two different ideals. And that's what I think we got right here with the Texans. And it was funny because when they first made the Jadavian Clowney trade, I'm like, okay, I I wouldn't do it, but I get that they're trying to move off from him. They don't want to give him a long-term contract, and they got a third-round pick, and I'll get into that a little bit more. But then later in the day, of course, they gave Miami a haul for a left tackle and a wide receiver. Now, I do praise that trade because they got Tunsil, who's a good left tackle, and my biggest criticism of the Texans was protecting Deshaun Watson because let's be honest Deshaun Watson could be the next Andrew Luck and the Colts have done two things for the Texans number one they've given them an opening this year because coming into this season I was like a lot of people I thought with Andrew Luck the Colts had the better younger roster and that this was going to be their division for the next five years and even without Andrew Luck that when I did my AFC preview this was before all these trades I still had the Colts win because I said, look, I like their roster. I like their head coach. I actually think they're a good young team, and they're going to be a fun team to watch. The Texans have an opening. But more importantly, the Colts gave them a very important lesson. If you don't protect your quarterback, this could happen. Did you know that of the seven seasons that a quarterback has been sacked the most, three of them are Texans? I mean, they've already taken out David Carr's career when they first drafted him. Deshaun Watson, I want to remind people, last year couldn't be on a plane for a couple weeks because he had broken ribs and people were worried about a collapsed lung. In one game last year against Buffalo, he was hit 19 times. That's not a misprint. He was hit 19 times. So what did that do? It showed, hey, we need to protect this guy. And even though they did trade a couple of offensive linemen, some of the minor deals, I do think it is an upgrade on the offensive line with Tulsa until now. They still have a lot of work to do. One left tackle doesn't automatically make your offensive line better, but it is an upgrade. So they did learn that lesson that they need to protect Deshaun Watson. But the interesting thing was they're all in. You don't trade two first-round picks and a second-round pick. And to me, that was way too much. I think the Dolphins actually made out incredibly well. I know they're getting hammered, but I thought they made a great deal if you're not fully committed. 
And the funny thing is, even with these moves, I don't think the Texans are that much closer. I think the Texans feel like they have to be all in for a couple of reasons. Number one, their head coach, Bill Bryan, is feeling the pressure because he's had a couple good seasons, but they have not been a playoff success. And you're seeing that Deshaun Watson, that rookie contract is shortly coming to an end. You don't know J.J. Watt's window. So they're going all in. But I was kind of surprised that they didn't go in with Jadavian Clowney. And I do think that this could eventually be a move that they regret. Because even though I love J.J. Watt, and I think J.J. Watt's still an incredible player, last year was an anomaly over the last couple years because he played all 16 games. I think in the long term, Clowney could be the better player than Watt. But they are invested in Watt. They didn't want to invest. I get that they didn't want to invest in another pass rusher. But it's kind of funny that they move off from Clowney. They're saying they're all in, but they move off from Clowney. And even with all these moves, at best, I think of the Texans as the fifth best team in the AFC. I don't think they're better than Pittsburgh. I don't think they're better than New England. I don't think they're better than Kansas City. I don't think they're better than Los Angeles. At best, if they're healthy, they're the fifth best team in the AFC. And with these moves, this puts the coaching staff in the crosshairs. Because you're not just trying to make it to the playoffs. You have to at least win a game. Do I think the Texans could win a home game? Maybe. But this is a move. It's going to determine this front office for the next five years. If they hit this right, Bill O'Brien in the front office, they're going to have jobs for the next five to ten years. If it doesn't hit right, they could be gone by the end of the season. The Texans are all in. But unlike the Bears, who last year made this move, the expectation was just to get to the postseason. For the Texans, it can't just be about being the postseason. It's having some postseason success this year. And these moves will be interesting. They raised an eyebrow, and I do think they addressed their biggest need on the offensive line. But if they don't do well this year and they don't win this division or even have playoff success, we could be seeing a complete turnover, and now they don't have a lot of future assets to do that. So I'm going to move first to the Dolphins before I get to the Seahawks. The one thing I keep hearing, and it's driving me a little bit nuts, is that everyone's saying, well, it's clear, Dolphins are tanking. They are tanking this entire season to get the number one pick. And I just want to say, they are not tanking. They're in a full rebuild mode. And now while some people will argue, well, isn't that tanking? No, no one can tank in the NFL. Because in the NBA, you can tank because your stars are going to get fully paid. They've got fully guaranteed contracts. And if they're locked up for two or three years... They're not going anywhere unless you trade them. The NFL is different. Players have to play hard every single week because everyone's watching. We saw it this weekend with the roster shakeups. Everyone's looking for pieces. And if you are a player who's on the bubble and you don't perform well, you can get cut. Even great veterans can get cut. It's a cap penalty, but they can get cut. So you will never see teams fully tank. And you look at coaches, last year we knew the Cardinals were going to be terrible. And they still fired their head coach after one year. I think Brian Flores and the Dolphins, they're in a full rebuild mode. And they understand that. And they got great pieces for a good left tackle and a good wide receiver. But it's also a left tackle that's had some baggage off the field. And they might feel could be a long-term liability. And they don't want to fully invest long-term. And I can get that. And they got two first-round picks and a second-round pick out of it for a full rebuild. And this is a team that's likely going to have a top-five pick next year. Overall... 
I think that that was a good trade. But to me, everybody in the media is focusing on one thing, but not the other. They're not thinking about what's really going on in Miami. They latch onto this idea of tanking because it's become a fun word, because it happens in the NBA. But this deal personally spoke to me in a different way. Are they really that committed to Josh Rosen? Is there something there that they feel that they maybe made a mistake? Now, if granted, they traded a late second-round pick, good draft capital, but it's not going to break the franchise for Josh Rosen. Now, you can say, well, he's got to learn the playbook. He's still young. They're going with Ryan Fitzpatrick week one. And I've heard that they want to throw him out there because the first four weeks are going to be tough, and they don't want to damage the value of Rosen, especially this team goes 0-4, 1-3 over that span. I, I can get that argument, too. But to me, you don't trade your left tackle and arguably your best wide receiver if you're trying to develop a guy. If a team fully believes in their quarterback, they go all in. The Rams got Sean McVay, upgraded the offensive line, and got him weapons. The Jets with Sam Darnold, upgraded the offensive line, gave him a good running back, new slot receiver, and an offensive-minded coach. What did the Browns do? They promoted their offensive coordinator who helped Baker last year to head coach. They got more weapons with Odell Beckham. They upgraded their running back game. They've upgraded their defense. All these teams, even the Bills, upgrade offensive line, upgrade on the running backs. If they believe in you, they're giving you everything. They are fully investing you. Now the Dolphins, even though they got a great deal, in my opinion, from the Texans, if you really had any idea that Rosen was going to be your guy for the next five years, why would you trade his best left tackle and wide receiver? It doesn't make a lot of sense. And it's telling me they're not as high on him as they originally were when they traded for him. They took a chance, but if they really believed in Rosen, wouldn't he be starting week one? Wouldn't they keep the best left tackle he has in wide receiver to help him develop him? I do think they will be looking for a quarterback next year. But it's interesting because that's what I'm getting. Because they're not fully investing in Rosen. And if you really believe he's going to be your franchise quarterback or has a chance to for the next five years, why would you trade a great offensive lineman and receiver that would help in his development? Just doesn't make sense to me. Now, the Seahawks, I thought, made an incredible trade. I think Jadavion Klein will be great. I think he upgrades that defense. Their biggest need was pass rusher. They addressed that need. I mean, you got Bobby Wagner, Jadavian Klein, a bunch of good dudes in that defense. It's a defense like you might not have some of the name power it used to, but it's still a very good defense. I've actually upgraded them over San Francisco now. I think Russell Wilson's going to have a big year. They know their identity running the football. And that defense is going to surprise a lot of people this year. And even if he's only there one year, it's a one-year rental, Seahawks gave up a third-round pick for him. They gave up a third-round pick, which is a guy you hope starts for your team. And they got arguably one of the better pass rushers in football. And you gave yourself an opportunity to say, look, we're going to give you the city. We're going to give you an opportunity to be great here. We're going to love you. If he does great, he's going to get a big contract. In worst case, he doesn't. He gives them a productive year and helps them get back to the postseason. So I thought Seattle had an incredible trade deadline. I think Seattle's on the way up. The Dolphins are in full rebuild, and the Texans... They're all in. For right or wrong, they're all in. 
It's all about will it work out now. But one player I'm very interested to see, if he has anything left in the tank, now that's the big if, LaShawn McCoy to the Chiefs could be very interesting because Andy Reid is an incredibly smart offensive coach, and don't forget, he's the guy that drafted him originally. And there isn't a bell cow really there anymore. They have some good running backs. And I'm not saying by any stretch he's going to be the feature back. But if he can get 10 to 15 great snaps, design some plays, and if he still has a little bit left in the tank, I'm telling you, LaShawn McCoy could be a nice weapon for Patrick Mahomes and that Chiefs team. That could be a very underrated signing going forward. That's going to do for this episode of Rich Sports Talk. Of course, crazy weekend, but we are ready for the regular season. Make sure to follow Rich Sports Talk wherever you are listening to podcasts on any uh, podcasting platforms such as iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, TuneIn, Spreaker. And, of course, check us out on social media using the handle Rich Sports Talk and get in touch with the show, richsportstalk at gmail.com. But until next time, I'm your host, Nolan Rich, and this is Rich Sports Talk.